0: Keeping you up to date all the latest SEO and web development news. With a little flavor added in. Well, let's Detroit
1: style. The Trademark Productions weekly podcast radio show coming live
0: from Detroit. Well, um, actually, Royal Oak. No one really lives in Detroit anymore.
1: All right, we are live. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is our inaugural Trademark Productions. SEO Web Talk Radio Show podcast. And um, we've actually done a bunch of these in the past where we focus primarily more on talking to industry experts. And while that worked out really well... Um, so we, well, we haven't done it in six months. Sometimes we haven't done it in quite a little while. So we're, we're... No, that sounds a little bit better. We're trying to get back into the habit of doing this now on a more regular basis. And since we're moving the... Um, we don't have like a mothership name for the trademark plex the trademark plex is moving in um, three short weeks and so we're gonna have a little bit more of a studio that we're not gonna have slappy sounds now Chris you're more you're more engaged with slappy sounds aren't you only in the evenings okay so Chris is more about the evening slappy sounds but anyways it's kind of gonna be an open format we we definitely want to talk a little bit more we're just gonna kind of play around with this um, the format and in find our way through how it's going to work, but uh, definitely want to talk a little bit more about things that are happening localized in Michigan, Detroit, Royal Oak, what's going on in the internet industry and how this affects our clients, how this affects anybody out there that is marketing products or services online because we think that's really important and that's the stuff we get calls on on a regular basis and people want to know exactly what the hell's going on, so, you know. The big news that's been going on um, as of late that everybody's pretty familiar with is um, Charlie Sheen. Who is coming to Detroit next month. Yeah, that's what I heard. What's uh...
2: He is coming for the My Violent Torpedo of Truth Defeat Is Not an Option Tour. A tour which is only going for two cities, Detroit and Chicago. Why did he pick Detroit out of all the Why cities? Why did he pick Chicago? Well, I can see Chicago, that's one of the top Because
1: it's cold, because <laughs> we have good weather. Maybe he's getting better received. better received here. Maybe he's getting better uh, radio play. I don't know. Is there Chicago affili- or I'm sorry CBS affiliates that are big here?
3: Not to my knowledge. I don't think so either. No. Is he officially done with the Two and a Half Men show?
2: Well, I think he, it got, we, he got fired. Yeah, for he's it.
3: fired, so he can't be affiliated with CBS anymore. I don't think.
2: Did you happen to see the link that I sent around earlier today regarding that uh, the cooking show that nope. he
1: did? Did not.
2: As psychotic as he is, that was funny. And I still think eventually if people stick on or stick with him and he does product endorsements, he will eventually be poisoned. But right now, he just won't go away. The dude's a nut. He's intelligent, but he's a nut. He is a nut.
1: He is pretty wacky.
2: His uh, house just got checked for weapons today, too.
1: Yeah, well, so we're talking about Charlie Sheen. And why are we talking about Charlie Sheen? I think probably the big thing to focus on is Charlie Sheen has become a... Internet and social media um, celebrity, aside from his celebrity status, I mean, he's uh, definitely utilized social media in a very large format, and I think that's a good premise to go into and understand what it is that's going on, all the convergence that's happening, all the chatter. Um, it's no longer just about the TV and the radio, but it's also about the Twitter streams, it's about his um, um, Facebook, it's about anything that's going on that's being repurposed, like you said with the link that you sent out this morning.
3: Don't forget about his stream channel. In his stream. I don't even know what the hell is going
1: on with that. What is he doing with that?
3: Every night he records a, a new five to ten minute segment. It's Seriously? It's crazy. Absolutely. Some I haven't of the seen some of this any, stuff right? is just off the cuff and some of it's pre-written. You can tell he's, he's reading from behind the camera, but it's, uh, it's crazy. I, I looked at two or three of the videos yesterday and they had over two to three million views, each of them.
2: Well, that cooking one that he did that I sent around, they added special effects to it. It was professionally shot. Mm-hmm. And they put a lot of money and effort into this. Yeah, thing. that
3: one was definitely professionally shot. The Ustream ones, it's just a camera, two cameras, I believe, one from the front and one from the side, and just him talking. And so it was professionally done. Yeah, I it's wouldn't kind say so. Pro- sort of not, really. The one at home is not professional. Was it as
1: professional as this setup we have going on here? Just a little mm-hmm. bit more, maybe. <laughs> you know, you can afford... Uh,
2: Nothing tops this. Yeah.
1: Well, I know if we could go to Chris's mansion and then play in his studio, we'd probably have the cream of the crop stuff over there i just have to take everything off the walls before you got there Mm -hmm. take everything off the walls and And start slapping things around
2: (laughs) i thought that was craig's house
1: Uh. um but the other important thing is is we just did a quick google search for charlie charlie sheen Ustream. and the other thing that happened also as well is you look at how people are trying to monetize how people early adopters to online components, if that's going to be a website, if that's going to be an affiliate program, if they're going to be pushing links out there for backlinks to spam and falsify rankings and search engines um, or utilize of social media so there was a actual um, application that was built and put out and it was the charlie sheen death hoax and it was moving through facebook and it was malware so basically what that was doing was if you clicked on it to learn about charlie sheen dying Mm -hmm. it uh, infected your facebook account and probably data mined a ton of information that's outside of there so i think that's the other thing we really need to look at and learn from those components as well
3: absolutely people taking advantage of uh,
2: the up-to-date things with Charlie Sheen as if Facebook isn't mining your data enough as it is
1: this is very true Um, that's 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 how we all make money that's what people want that's what uh, any type of website out there wants to know more about and so we're at Charlie's offline so I don't think he has any past are these the actual Um, ones I don't think so don't click on that click go. (laughs) good-looking girl yes good-looking girl with Charlie Sheen Um, title tag we're just going to get out of the Ustream. I really don't care about the Charlie Sheen stuff too much myself. Um, yeah. It's definitely the celebratory, celebratory types of uh, types of things that just uh, I, I don't need to really listen too much about. I don't, I don't really care too much about Charlie. But let's, t- let's talk about some stuff in regard to our industry. Craig, you had some interesting things you want to discuss. Uh, well, today the big news was the... Um
3: Today, the big news was the uh,
1: earthquake and tsunami that hit
3: Japan. Oh. Um, You know, unfortunately. Um, some of the good things that actually have come out of that, uh, the entire phone system in Japan went down. Not that that's a good thing, but... Um,
1: the cell tower stayed up, I'm assuming.
3: Yeah, the most likely. The uh, People were using Twitter to contact each other and contact people outside of Japan. They said there was a rate of about 1,200... Um, we're topping 1,200 tweets per minute. Um, coming out of just the city of Tokyo alone uh,
1: so people are finding the use of social media and as we're talking about this right now um, it's uh, basically quarter to two Eastern Standard Time on Friday January uh, March 11th 2011 and we're doing some Google results so that happened about 12 14 hours ago in Japan I believe. Is Tsunami So hit? Mm-hmm. So now we're looking at this right now, and you can see that there's some real-time results that are coming up right away. This is the beauty that we do like about Google and how it is transforming our lives in, in a large amount of the way. But news results that are coming up right away is um, uh, specific news results, Japan Tsunami, Tsunami videos. We have live streaming news that's popping up, and there's over 9,500 real-time results for Tsunami that are coming in including images and uh, different videos that have already been uploaded minutes ago. Um, that can't be real. This one here? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely real.
2: That's yeah. what that looked like?
1: Absolutely, that's hugely real. Mm-hmm. In a big way. Maybe it's not. Those no, it those doesn't look like it, does it? So long, Lake Pacific, here comes the swell. I think that's definitely fake. Yeah. Plus it's I was still.
2: looking for pictures like that earlier. I wondered what if anyone had caught that. And they had helicopters in the air when footage were being filmed when they when the water was coming inland. But I just kind of wondered what the wave had looked like. Did
1: they have? I mean, I mean, oh, I yeah. was out this morning. It was the waves were that bad out there. Yeah, they, well, it was, that it, out there.
3: They weren't really showing the
1: wave. They, they were just showing, showing wave it waves. kind
3: of coming inland. Yeah, and, just miles
1: inland. It was. Oh, really? Just, it Came that far inland? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. It was, it's it's. And unbelievable. Um, clicking on my Google results here too. I'm looking at images of results, and you can see there's just a ton. That are out there of all examples, but then actually some of the destruction uh, images as well. And uh, there's there's archived ones, but there's also some ones that are as of current. Mm-hmm. So this is um, the the power of the internet and the power of how things are going on. And I guess uh, as we're moving forward in the weeks, um, our promise is to do more and more of these every single week, and to talk about how you can leverage a business, um, a service. Uh, products that you're selling, utilizing the internet, utilizing a website, using technologies that are out there, and how to take a lot of examples and learn from situations like this. Um, you know the the things that have been happening in the Middle East and in North Africa, um, with the the government being overthrown in was it Egypt? Was it Egypt before?
2: You guys are both looking at me. Come on. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you're the uh, the person that sits online all day long.
2: We're all looking
1: like. You're the social media expert here. Mm -hmm. You're the one that's dated Egyptians. I have never. You're the one that's walked like an Egyptian. Okay, I did see them in concert once. See, you seen them in concert. You should say it. Sing it. Sing it. Sing a line for that. No. I was a big Bengals fan back in the day. I used to like the lead singer, but, you know. They opened
2: up for Mr. Mister one year, and I saw that. Mr. Mister. Oh, good Lord. (laughs) Now you're really dating yourself.
1: (laughs) Um, But anyways, um, so our our hearts um, bleed, um, cry, and our prayers and thoughts go out to everybody that uh, has family that's over there is being affected uh, by the tsunami. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of developments over the weekend. But we were touching on the base of Egypt Mm -hmm. and the fact that they were trying to um, knock out the Internet, knock out any type of cellular access and social media to get that out to the rest of the world. Same thing's going on in Libya right now, and you can see the effects of how all this has been happening. So it's only going to expand. So I think you have to at least plant your feet down, know how to use it, know how to... um, Modify it. And a big part of it is this is a listening device, just like the Internet or... Radio and television, we listen, we we watch. So the internet's combining television and radio in in a lot of different ways. But this morning when I heard about it, I was actually out at a meeting all morning long. And um, when I I did hear about it on the way into work. And they said it was going to be hitting um, Hawaii in a matter of hours. This is at 730. And then checking my phone and actually doing some quick Google searches. And um, very quickly getting updates on exactly what was going on. And that's the way people are streaming that uh, information. Um, into their lives nowadays absolutely I found Twitter to be the number one news source jump
3: on that and it's it's on Twitter it's on Facebook before it's on any news website
2: or you know what though you know what I'd like to see I want to see how the Huffington Post is gonna do it based on the AOL way mm-hmm. of doing news right now with their changes mm-hmm yep absolutely instead of actually reporting the news they're looking at what is most popular out there and then just writing articles on that just so they can get hits
3: well, AOL completed or completed the acquisition of Huffington Host, and now they've announced they're going to be laying off hundreds of people.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, That's, they are absolutely. Yeah. Huffington was, is two hundred,
2: I think, was the last count that I saw. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I am sure that made them feel all special, considering that their articles were supposed to be what tripled that they're supposed mm-hmm. to write in a day.
1: Well, that was all the documents that were leaked out from, um, I think it was the director of marketing, the CMO um, of AOL, a couple weeks ago, about what exactly their strategy was and how SEO was so forefront of what type of articles they should be writing about, how they should be doing research, what types of keywords, uh, I, I read in there briefly in some of the slides, eight to 10 articles each journalist was supposed to write per day. And publish to the site, wow. uh, the length of those articles, keywords you're supposed to be including, and it was all based off of monetization. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the research goes pretty deep into knowing um, on our average cost per click or click through ratio, cost per impression being paid around these types of keywords based off of popularity, the type of revenue it generates, and that was what was guiding you and your editorial guidelines. So. Can you even call that journalism anymore? I don't. I don't think so. Well, this is. This leads us into another great discussion. Is going to be about more of the content farming update that happened two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. Google Chrome. And um, what are they calling it, Chrome? I thought it was Google Farm.
2: Well, I mean, Chrome is the one that is. You've got the download for it or the add-on for it that you can use to start reporting.
1: Well, content Chrome forms. is an actual browser mm-hmm. that you can view web pages in. When we get back to our desk later, I'll show you exactly what the web browsers are and how to utilize those, if you like. <laughs> you said this is open format, yeah, I so appreciate I'm just going to go at it. Yeah. Were you talking about the JCPenney uh, debacle? No. Well, oh. uh, well I, I, I want to get to that because there's a new update that just was kind of happening as well. It's being labeled as Panda. I haven't heard about that one. Nobody hears about that. That's because we get in here and we check our Facebook and our emails. and uh, I, I was too busy updating clients' websites. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Chris, you were trying to figure out what a web browser was. (laughs) It It must have been it. He's like, there's chrome out there. Is it the the rims or is it the tailpipes that have the chrome on
3: there? I think he was probably watching YouTube videos of Mr. Mr.
2: Or OMD. No, OMD, thank you. OMD.
1: Yeah, Chris is going out to the OMD concert and he bought the special $1,400 VIP package so he could get a signed new copy of the Best of OMD Volume 7 and a t-shirt and Meet the Band. (laughs) (laughs) so hopefully uh, maybe
2: 20 percent of that was accurate
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's going to the concert yeah and he's uh taking time off of work to do that as well that's what i think is uh
2: Are, are we allowed to have time off it's a mental health day
1: it's a mental health day it's 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 a chrome buffering chrome polishing type of an afternoon when
2: you sit around all of this all day you need it yeah of
1: course so the google chrome uh they launched a um, plugin application that would help for allow users to easily just like you have any type of um, toolbar plugins for Firefox or Internet Explorer you have the ability now to report content farms if you find that uh, some something out there is not trusted it's spammy content and that is something you want to um, notify the Google spam team about Um, they have that plugin available for you though so you know This is the evolution. This is how things go. So we're a big uh, proponent of good, fresh, relevant content, knowing that you are doing uh, current trend searches on keyword phrases and keywords that are popular and knowing how to massage those in your content written for humans to divulge into, not to make it so AOL Huffington Post style. Mm -hmm. So if any of those Huffington Post uh, journalists are out there that actually gave to shits about writing good quality content, they should uh, seek us out and give us a holler because we'd love to be able to give some of that uh, stuff for ourselves and for some of our clients.
2: There was one thing I was curious about with the Chrome add-on. If you can start to submit people who are supposedly a content farm, what is to stop you from basically turning in your competition?
1: Um, What's to stop Google
2: from turning in their competition?
1: Well. (laughs) Google turning in their competition I don't understand that statement Webmaster Tools and tools like this that are put out by Google is going to give everybody an opportunity to report anything that they want how well you are submitting into a blind type of a format it's definitely going to be a um, um, uh, uh, a guess as if it's going to be responded to or it's going to be actually addressed Um, These are things that are going to be detected by their algorithm, but also as human monitored and actually touched by hand. So I think if you have something that is very relevant uh, and be noted as a content farm or spammy and it's showing up for very, very competitive keyword phrases, um, broad keyword phrases, and it is spammy and garbagey, then you would have probably a good opportunity to have that reviewed and uh, and, and, and dealt with and diligence brought upon it. But um, you're absolutely correct, Chris. Um, there's numerous ways that if I am logging into our, our, our Internet from here, uh, obviously we have dedicated IPs on our pipe, but I can um, log in through um, numerous different services that hides my IPs. So it looks like I'm logging in from northern Russia if I wanted to, and I could submit those types of things. I could help to publish... Third-party sites, there's a number of black hack techniques I could use to do that, and it just depends on how much time and money and effort you want to put into it to sabotage your competitors, but uh, there's definitely a tactic like that could happen. It's just not, um, not going to be as easy as calling up the police and saying that my neighbor is carrying a shotgun. And uh, he's out on his front lawn that they're going to come and investigate. So if we tell Google that our competitor has a bunch of spammy pages and they're ranking for these different keyword phrases, and um, I think it's very unfair, um, is it going to be addressed? And are you even going to be informed about it? It's it's, going to be very, very tough to find out unless you have some insider info. So, okay. That answers that. That answers that. So, Craig, what do you got? What, What are you so interested in this week besides... Uh, this afternoon's OMD concert. (laughs) I will not be attending the OMD concert,
3: unfortunately. Um, You couldn't get in. No, probably not. Uh, One of the things um, that happened this week was the, uh, the Chrysler Twitter. Did you want to talk about Ooh, that? Ooh, they
1: dropped the F-bomb. Yeah. Well, They, had they a,
3: didn't. They didn't. They had a company working for them. They were, uh, oh, they Oh,
1: their outsource company. That's right. They're, they're agency. N- NMS.
3: Wait a minute. Was it somebody from the agency, or was it yes. somebody who just happened to figure out the password? No, it was somebody from the agency who accidentally tweeted uh, on the Chrysler account instead of his own personal account. Uh, oops. Yeah, oops. Uh, that employee was then let go by oh, NMS. You think? And then Chrysler turned around and let NMS go. And see you later we're going to be looking for a new company to uh to do our social media um pretty big mistake though on that on that guy's part
2: you, you know what the, it's a shame that they ended up taking it out on the actual company itself it's one individual who just basically screwed everybody up obviously they're going to be let go but
3: shows negligence though i mean that's a huge account that's not a little
1: you know tin pot company that's Not to mention everybody's going to love our attitude and the way that we talk on this radio show. Mm -hmm. And if I drop the F-bomb or the S-word or the P-word or the Mm C-word or any other vowel that doesn't sound nice in some type of foreign language... Um, you don't know that what customers are out there and what their perception right. is. And this is definitely a brand perception type of an issue. This mm-hmm. is protecting your brand image and the channels that are out there speaking on behalf and directly with consumers. So you're talking about the profit margins of an individual vehicle purchase price. I mean, that's thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if that lost them one or two or three customers... Um, That's a big deal. Yeah, I think they they, they created a case study. I think some of the ramifications could be fabricated to a certain Mm -hmm. extent. Um, I don't think it's going to be a quick, you know, turn off the light type of a deal with the agency. There's definitely going to be, you know, diligence that's going to be completed and transformation if it's being handed off to somebody else. Right. But this is great publicity. And
3: that's what that's what a lot of people were saying before it broke. That it was actually an accident. They're saying, "Is this a publicity stunt?" Because look at how many times it's been retweet, retweeted. Look at how many you know uh, blog posts have been written about this now. Uh, and I believe within an hour it was taken down. Maybe a little sooner than that, but
1: they killed it in an hour.
3: Uh, yeah, they they figured it out real quick what was happening, but quit
2: playing with the damn thing when we're actually oh. doing this. Oh, right. hey, hey, hey. there we go. There you are. There All right,
1: we Chris, found we found you. Oh, no. wait a minute, wait a minute, Chris, are you there? We found Chris.
3: Would you quit playing with
1: things while we're trying to do this? <laughs>
3: that could be taken in so many ways. <laughs> anyway, no, but they thought maybe it would be a publicity stunt that someone would. Uh,
2: I don't think Chrysler would do that.
3: No, it's a little bit too lowbrow for them, especially since they're trying to hold as a classy uh, product and com- company and product. So,
2: I actually um, worked for a company before my job here, where Chrysler was the main customer. It's a big customer to have. It is, and they would not do something like that. No,
1: absolutely not. All right, don't look at what I'm clicking around looking for. No.
2: I'm sorry. Continue don't. looking at your adult yeah. sites. <laughs>
1: uh, so the Twitter update that happened this this uh, this past week. Uh, another note, too, is that the Twitter verification service has been taken off. So if you are a celebrity like yourself, Craig, um, you do not have an outlet at this point unless you have an insider <laughs> like really? one of our clients does through the, uh, yes. uh, the National Baseball League, um, that you can get verification of your Twitter services. My hunch and my insider information, being a little bird, of course, because it's blue, a little blue bird, mm-hmm. tweeted to me the other night that individuals are going to be able to buy this service. It's going to be, you can actually um, verify yourself. As an individual, that it's really you, so you'll be able to pay a year fee to verify your own identity. What do you get out of doing that? A uh, little blue check mark next to your name—that it's mm. really you. How interesting, huh? I wonder how
3: much that'll be. Uh, <clears throat> how much that'll cost?
1: Um, you know, for myself, I'd pay twenty bucks a year if I'm going to verify my own Twitter account. And you know, for my celebratory status here and this small, what's the hundred foot diameter? What's the point, though? Everybody's going to be doing it, so. Big deal, you're verified, it's you. Well, let's remember why we're all sitting here doing something. It's not for the fun of it. It's not for the love of, uh, you know, um, the sands of Mexico. It's for money, and everybody's doing something for money. So Twitter is, has, you know, an application tool, so now you can buy tweets. You can't walk into a sponsored tweet program officially with Twitter for less than $5,000. Um, and these are just other forms that they're monetizing us. Hmm. Interesting. Very Interesting. Very interesting. Well, so they had to find a
3: way to monetize it at some point, didn't they? Or start making more money. Yeah,
1: well, that's that's the way this whole gig works. So you're um, talking about social media, Chris. You had some different things, too. This is a great article you found this week that you brought to our attention, and I know it's going to be going up on our blog pretty soon, I hopefully before the OMD concert, because mm. um, I know all of our readers and listeners are going to want to know about these, but these are just great points, and I think all of us have been saying this in such a uh, for a long period of time. I was an early adapter to Twitter. I was never really sold on Twitter. We have great case studies of how it's brought us business that's exceeded over six figures, um, but I am just not in it. I'm not, not. I'm not. I don't play in that space every single day. I just don't think the conversations are all that great or have that much of value as much anymore. But we're talking about a company that needs to get into social media. I want to start up my Facebook account. I've got the, uh, a girl up front who's a receptionist. She's here 20 hours a week and she's just all over that cell phone. And she is just, you know, on her smartphone and she's on her Facebook. And why can't she run my social media campaign? Um, why shouldn't I just uh, hire someone really quickly off a of Craigslist or a young individual to um, launch my Twitter campaign, launch my Facebook campaign, um, organize all my images and tag those properly, put those in my Flickr account. And, hey, why not they shoot some videos, too, because my daughter, who's in her junior year in college, um, has taken some great videos. So why don't I ever take some pictures, some video of um, some things that's going on around the office and put those up to the YouTube channel? Chris, what do you think about all that? I'm sorry,
2: what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs>
1: The ease okay. and use of what, what, what kind of investment do people really need to put into social media?
2: You know what? I'll put this even right back on myself. When I go, uh, Stop
1: it. When I, <laughs> go, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> when I got onto Facebook and I got onto Twitter for my own outside use. I just for the car. record.
1: No. No, no. Just for the record, though. Craig is on Twatter. I've
3: been on there for a long time.
2: I Gra- thought he was one. I didn't think he was on it. (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, go on. I don't like you anymore.
2: (laughs) Anyway, when I got onto Twitter and Facebook, number one, I did not see a use for Twitter, and I could not figure out, okay, so I get on Twitter, so hundreds of people are just going to automatically follow me. Same thing with Facebook, or if somebody does a Facebook fan page for you, suddenly you're going to have all these people who want to follow you, and it just doesn't happen. So when you've got business owners, at least some of the clients that we've run into are people who come in for consultation. Their expectation is if they have a Facebook page, if they have a Twitter account, that within a week they're going to have a couple hundred people following them. By the end of the month, they're going to have a couple thousand people following them. And it just doesn't happen that way. What this article goes on to tell you basically is social media is a game of inches, not miles. And it takes a ton of time to get even just an inch.
1: Well, we're talking about inches, but before we do that, let's go ahead and uh, pay some bills because we have some sponsors for our podcast. So let's go ahead and hear from them, and we'll come back to you in a minute.
4: George Blaha here with the award-winning team from La Fontaine Cadillac Buick GMC on M59 in Highland. And now that the snow's melting and the birds are singing, you know what time of year it is, don't you? That's right, spring, and everybody knows spring means GMC Truck Month. And the good folks at La Fontaine Cadillac Buick GMC invite you to come in and lease a 2011 GMC Sierra Extended Cab 4x4 for $2.59 a month with zero down. Or lease a GMC Acadia for $3.33 a month with zero down. You won't beat these deals anywhere, so don't let Spring or GMC Truck Month pass you by. Hurry in today. Just call 866-LA-FONTAINE or visit us on the web at thefamilydeal.com. LaFontaine Cadillac Buick GMC on M59 in Highland, where everyone gets the family deal. 39-month, low-mileage GMS leases. See dealer for details. Offer ends three thirty one eleven.
0: This is Gary Murowski, president of Flame Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. 60 years. That's how long our family's been serving years. 60 years of satisfied homeowners. 60 years of guarantees and honesty. 60 years of being your home comfort specialist for one very simple reason. Get the message? When you choose Flame, we guarantee, in advance, exactly what you're getting. No bait and switch. No pitches offering. Whatever you want. At Flame, we only sell Bryant because over our 60 years, Bryant has proven it is the best for durability, reliability, and problem-free operation. And at Flame, we back that up with the best technicians, clean, courteous, and nationally certified. we to go continuous training. We expect quality from all of our staff, not problems. So let's make it simple. When you choose Flame, you get a quality 10-year parts and labor guarantee on new Bryant products and a family reputation of honest dealing and excellence in workmanship. Don't be misled by other companies. Flame is the number one Bryant dealer in the Midwest, and it's not by accident. At Flame, we treat you better than family. Visit us at flamefurnace.com. Flame and Bryant, whatever it takes.
1: Trademark Productions Weekly Podcast. <laughs> weekly Podcast Radio
2: Show. To tell the too: is you to be careful who you, who you follow and who's following you. And Good that's point. Done very slowly. You've got to very carefully pick and choose which who you're going to do.
1: Yep. And their activity levels.
2: Oh yeah. Hmm. But then again, too, you've got people who will go on, maybe put one tweet out. Next thing you know, they've got fifty followers. Based on one tweet.
1: Like Charlie Sheen. Mm.
2: Or a million. Except he's doing it very regularly, though. Or his services, whoever he's got paying. He's He's
1: working with um, Adly. Ad.ly is the agency.
2: Who I've tried to contact twice in the last week and can't even get a response out of them. For what? Uh, I was looking into their services to see what they offer, to see who their other success stories have been, and potentially see what they could do for some of our clients. I can't even get a response out of them. Tried contacting them on their site. Try contacting them through regular email. Nothing.
1: Well, we actually have an in with that there, so that's right. something we can um, talk Good to about. Know. I'm oh, glad you passed that,
2: that along to me. Now they're, uh-huh. they're
1: too busy writing about tiger blood. In tiger blood. So t- tell us more about some of your tiger blood there. Uh,
2: anyway, social media is also quite a bit of grunt work. There's yeah. a lot of digging around. It's a lot of slow, seeing what's out there, seeing what can help you.
1: You know, I think. I think. Anybody that wants to engage and really start to pick up um, a a, a following on on any type of social media platform, you have to think about if I was um, uh, how should I say curiously, recreationally surfing. Like I may be sitting at the on the the couch at night, I got my laptop on my lap, and I'm just doing some generalized uh, you know curious searches as I'm watching TV and having conversation. Um, you look at how much time you invest into hunt for things, how much time you look to you know, read about different things. And before you know it, we've all done that before. Or it, you've been on YouTube looking at something, and then you go from video to video to video to video. And before you know it... Three um, hours have passed? Yeah, you don't realize. So if you're actually out there and you're hunting for information or you're trying to build up ideal types of associations via social media, Twitter or, or fans on Facebook or friends... So going it's over to your fan page. Not advisable to let the secretary do it for five minutes a day because she I don't think Facebook. she's. I don't think she's going to have the. Mm, no. um, she knows how to use the tools, and she knows how to use them aimlessly without really any thought behind it. You don't but
3: think you don't think she knows the tactics of uh, Facebook and Twitter and how to gain more followers properly? Is she a
1: blonde or a brunette? Ooh, there would be a difference there. I'd yeah. have to go mm. after. I like. I like blonde. So let's hire her.
3: <laughs>
2: you guys are winning so many friends right now. Probably. You can follow us again. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: at <laughs> the TM office or myself at Dwight Z. Um, if you love the chatter and stuff that's happening, you know, I promise I tweet probably at least a half dozen times a week. And the TM office tweets every day? Yeah, every single day. We cover all the types of different topics and news that's happening that we feel is relevant and stuff you should read about. So we kind of like uh, comb through the clutter mm-hmm. and get you out the good stuff that you should know about. But go back on to your, your entire oh. component because people come to us and ask about, I want to get active, and I want to be on the, the Facebook, and I want to be on the, the Twitter. So how do I utilize this for my business successfully?
2: Well, I was, compl- I had a whole other segue in there, and you talked right over it. Mm. Sorry. Go, I was going to into it. Here's your segue. Go thank ahead. Thank you. I appreciate All that. All right. I was going to say the reason that we tweet so often each day, too, is because the Internet <coughs> loves fresh content, which is something that every business should be embracing. Blogs, tweets, Facebook postings, fresh stuff every day.
1: Yep. So back to our list there. So we talked about you need to go.
2: It's on the list. It's number three on the list. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What's
1: number? Relo or seven?
2: Throwing this out of my rear end. Here? Well,
1: I, th- I knew we had a list, so we're getting to the end of the list because our show's ending soon. Oh sure,
2: cut us off now. We're just getting going. Good go. Okay, so we need fresh content, but also social media is expensive. It's expensive because it's time consuming. But it's free to sign up. I don't understand. And we get that a lot. Mm-hmm. It is time-consuming because it takes a couple of people, one usually who is, gets very, very good and takes time to go on there and look for your tweets, and you never know what is going to be good that you tweet out on. We've got one client. We try and tweet out about some of the things that they've got going on, we get no response. We mentioned it's foggy out yesterday. We get 15 likes within five minutes. Hmm. You never know what's going to catch on with people.
1: Yeah, so it, it's it's going to be timely. You want to make it relevant, but you don't want to just slam people with just information about your business unless it's just that part of that trending topic. Like you right. happen to be a tsunami expert, or you work for the Geological Society of America, or you actually happen to be in a fishing boat in the Pacific Ocean this morning. That's where I was before
3: I worked here.
2: Yeah, or you happen to be a fan of OMD and know all their albums. Well,
3: you, I think you might be the only person in the world. I'm, well, I'm sure he'll meet his other three, uh,
1: <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> the other three, <laughs> the other three fans. You mentioned Detroit area.
2: The last thing on here is something I know you would probably enjoy talking about. This is uh, the RO, the return of investment, uh, return on investment of social media can be challenging to measure because you're very good at that.
1: You're that pretty, bottom line, I agree one hundred percent, and uh, I think that's the big part too. Is if you're going to come to us, I mean, no. First and foremost, is it's not going to be a one, two, three hundred dollar a month type of a a campaign or program. Um, you're talking thousands of dollars, and there's a lot of prep work. There's going to be a lot of research. There's going to be a lot, a lot of ongoing research, a lot of reading, a lot of interactions, and the big thing about it too is what is our end goal? So where are we going with this campaign? What are we looking to try to achieve? Um, another common thing: I want fans. I want likes. What are those, what do those mean to you? Um, I guess if I was you know three years old or my daughter, I could say, um, you know here's some money for you, and I could give her pennies, and it would look very, very valuable to her, but a hundred pennies is only a dollar. So it doesn't amount to much in a lot of ways that you can do much with. So you want to know that you're harvesting these people who are actually completing some type of a goal. So if that's your 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 goal point is to get a thousand followers, or 10, or 15, or 50,000 followers in a matter of a couple days, what type of message are you looking to push out to them, and are they even the right people that are listening to you? So it's more of a key point of saying, I want to have some of my new um, ears and eyes, some of my new customers or potential customers, the audience, to be doing A, B, or C within this amount of time. And I think it should cost about this much money to do so. So then we can actually bring it back to the old... The, the older type of traditional advertising and metrics involved in that there is what is my cost to acquire a new customer however that end up being and what's the potential livelihood the life cycle of that customer or that sales cycle that they're going to be dropping into so this is still mimics in a lot of ways traditional forms of advertising and marketing that we still have to apply the traditional efforts and the concepts of those to this now too
2: what type what why do you see the most resist what do you see the most resistance from when you've got a client comes in for the first time says this is what i want and you start explaining this to them what do you see them resisting most to
1: um i think it's going to be a little bit of a sense of security and confidence that they understand it on the cusp of things um you know the they understand how the TV works, and when it doesn't work, the, you know their first inclination is to probably hit it on the top and, and smack it on the side of the TV to see if it can get it back to working again, the old-school method. The other thing, too, is there's not a lot of historical data and results to compare it against. If we were to go out and get a... Um, um, a Big Mac, a fry, and a Coke. We have known since childhood approximately what something like that costs. And the, the increases in the prices in those have been minuscule over time, and it's still relative to the economy. So we can track that, and we can benchmark it. So now if I, I don't want the Big Mac, I want to go get the Whopper at Burger King. Those prices are still going to be very, very similar. We can compare it against something. Now I want to go get the big whatever, the big Wendy at Wendy's or the big roast beef at Arby's. Those are all going to kind of mimic each other in pricing. So, when I tell them that they're going to get a social media package and we want to do A, B, C, and D over this month of a period, there's going to be so much money and advertising that we're going to buy media online, and that's going to cost fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for the first thirty days. And oh, by the way, our services are going to cost around, you know basically you know ten to fifteen thousand dollars and here's what we're going to do there's nothing for them they're just like wow i never shell shock yeah it's shell shock it's 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 uh, it's a it's it's a person going and shopping for an engagement ring and learning Mm -hmm. about the price of diamonds for the first time or you know a new car purchase or a new home buyer. you don't realize everything you're getting into and what it all takes and the time invested in doing so and when you walk into that and saying you know everybody's on this this twitter thing and i'm on the google Wow, my level's pretty high. I'm on the Google right now, um, but you know, my, um, I'm not on the Twitter yet. I'm not on the Facebook. So, what do I need to get there? And what's it going to do for me? Because I've got this business, and we sell this really cool product, and we have these really great services. Um, what what is it going to cost for me to do something like this? Because I went on Craigslist. And there's people out there offering services, and Rajesh keeps emailing me about some, uh, some great you know, SEO campaigns he has for about like $99. What can you do for me? For $99. And that's where the brain rape starts and stops, so to speak.
2: Well, you know what the old saying is? You get what
1: you pay for. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. So do we have some other things we want to go over quickly?
2: Sure, actually. Uh, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale split, so you have a chance now.
1: Ooh. Yeah. You like too Justin bad. Timberlake too, huh?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Craig, I'm going to let you just. You're a little bit younger. You're a little bit thinner. So I think you might be. I think you look better with a fedora.
2: We already work with uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah,
1: that's right. We do have a Justin Bieber lookalike. Your number one fan. In our office. Hi,
2: Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> look up Tyler's page on tmprod.com and tell us we're wrong.
1: This is very true. He definitely is uh, is that guy for us. Um, so besides the breakup, any other good stuff?
2: Well, let's see here. Oh, this is something that Craig and I had that we were going over this past week, too, about getting uh, likes on fan pages for clients mm. and the fact that Facebook right now makes it very, very difficult to do because as the fan page, even if you're logged in as a fan page, You cannot go out and try and solicit likes.
1: Well, we know that there's a lot of changes going on with Facebook, so maybe we should um, wait for some of that waves to hit. No pun intended with the wave joke. But let's wait for some of those changes to actually take place as they're being rolled out over Mm -hmm. this next week and they have in the previous week. And let's discuss that more on next week. I think that would be some really good, because we'll actually probably have a little bit more of testing and some R&D completed on that. We're currently in the middle of testing uh, how they've they've changed uh,
3: the Facebook pages, so absolutely, we'll have some more info and data on that next week. All
1: right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, you know, some things I'm going to probably want to cover as well is the TMplex and some of the components of that. That's because we're going to be moving, we're expanding, we're getting bigger, we're getting better, we're being electrified. It's just an exciting type of, an, uh, type of a thing. But also, we're going to be um, probably bringing in a special um, in-studio guest next mm-hmm. week to talk a little bit about some of the things they're doing with their website. And uh, we want to also remind people that if you would like to be a guest on our show and you have something good to say, if it's related to Detroit, Royal Oak, South eastern michigan or in general seo and web development um, we would love to take that in consideration so you can hit us up online tmprod.com and uh, the tm office and uh, at Dwight C. you can uh, find us out there on, on those networks and we accept bribes if you want to be on sooner white envelopes are always accepted But never discussed. So, um, but I want to get some other people on because in the past we've talked to some great people uh, in industry that I'm passionate about SEO. So, Greg Bozer, Vanessa Fox, uh, Aaron DeWald, John Chow, Make Money Online, uh, Shoe Money. I've had conversations with him before on his show. So I wanna get some more of those people on so people can hear um, a lot of different aspects of affiliate marketing, of utilizing your website, and how things are changing, where people find little niches and do things. Um, We even have some of our clients um, that I wouldn't mind actually talking to a lot about as well that have experienced um, a tremendous amount of success and utilizing the web to take their business to another level. We have some people that do very, very well with commerce.
3: Absolutely. And,
1: and leads, amongst other things. So I think those are going to be some great things. So if you want to get on here and you want to talk about something of value, we definitely appreciate it. And we'll definitely take in consideration. So you can hit us up online and fill out our form or email us directly. You can email info at tmprod.com. Um, we're going to wrap things up. Unless you guys got something else you want to cover on? Craig, I didn't want to interrupt you.
3: Nope, all set. I think we've touched on everything uh, I wanted to talk about this week. And
1: Chris, did you have other things you want to talk about as well? He's shaking his head. I'm Chris, and I don't have anything more that I want to talk about. Oh, thanks, Chris. Thanks for chiming in. I'm just really worried about going to the OMD show today. Chris, you're going to go. Don't worry. I just was hoping we can get this podcast over with. Well, the podcast is over now, Chris. Oh, Oh, let's call you tonight. (laughs) all right signing off thank you guys for listening and uh you can find us on itunes we're going to be available on our website as well so subscribe to our podcast and as always optimize yourself. Thank you for listening to Trademark Productions weekly podcast radio show. Remember to submit your questions online at tmprod.com and subscribe to our newsletter and on iTunes. No copying of this can be reproduced without permission. Terms
4: apply. Copyright TM Productions 2011. All rights reserved.